Welcome to the Pull the Shoot podcast with Jeff and Jana. This is our weekly venture into the world of small to medium-sized businesses and the entrepreneurial spirit that drives success. So our goal here is to help you grow and to be the best you can be, both in business and personally. To do that, we identify and we discuss topics that will hopefully help you as you work to build a successful business. We also interview business owners and executives. It's our hope that you may be able to gain insight on ways to help you be a better leader and provide a better culture for your people. Our mission here is to help you pull the chute once a week to work on your business instead of always working in your business. So we hope you find these discussions insightful, helpful, and useful. And thanks for your support. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Well, welcome to the Pull the Shoot podcast, everyone. We're glad that you're here. I'm here with Jana, my co-host as always. Jana, how are things going with you? Good, good, good. You know, it's starting to get busy. It's spring into summer. We're no, springing into summer. Yeah, right. I, it, I feel like <laughs> I, I don't have enough hours in the day to, to work and do the things that I want to do outside. And course, exactly. Because always that's takes a priority. Over. Yep. Gardening yeah. takes a priority in my life. <laughs> and, then, and then it's being able to focus on what I need to focus on, right? So that's always the hard part because I can always yep. get distracted with, with other things. So, you know, actually, that's a that's a, probably a nice lead-in, actually, to uh, to our guest today. So I'm, I'm pretty excited today. Uh, Jeannie Love is with us. She's an ADHD autism coach and a neurodiversity consultant, which is a mouthful, first of all, but man, does that sound interesting. Um, and so, Jeannie, welcome. Glad you're on the, on the show with us today. Yes, I'm excited Thanks. to have you, too. Yeah. Thank you. I'm excited to be here with both of you. Great. So, hey, Jeannie, um, before we kind of dig in, do us a favor, just give us a little bit of your background. You know, how did you get to where you're at today? And then we'll kind of dive into what you actually do. Um, so the short story is that I found myself in education um, about 20 years ago, or I did that for about 20 years. And so my background is physical therapy, which led to working with students in schools who've had in physical needs. And then that led to me becoming a special education teacher. And I was a special education teacher at a high school, working with high school students for about 20 years. And through the evolution of that career, I really found that I, I connected with and uh, really enjoyed working with students who had ADHD and autism. And so as COVID shook things up yeah. for so many of us, it, it did for me as well. As And my daughter at the time uh, was seven years old and, and she was having a little bit of struggling with school. And my husband and I had spent five years living in South America. I was teaching there. We had returned to the U.S. So all these things were kind of coming together all at the same time. And because it was COVID, my husband decided that he would return to work in the U.S. and I would stay home to be available to homeschool my daughter as she needed, which gave me a lot of time to sort of reflect on what I was looking at as the second half of my career. What did I want for my life? What did I want for my family? And as I was researching and thinking about what was next and interviewing and talking to so many people, I found out that there's this growing number of adults who are identifying much later in their life that they have ADHD and, and or autism. There's so much information that's coming out that some of them are identifying because their children are getting identified or just so many people are beginning to talk about this now 
And so they didn't get the supports that I provided when they were in high school. And so now they want help understanding what that means to them, how their brains work, and how they can now take action to make progress and and get moving towards their goals. And so I became an ADHD and autism coach. And that is why I'm here now. So your your focus is more on adults then? I just want to clarify that. Or or do you do kids? Yes. Okay. Adults working perfect. Well, some of them struggle are struggling with work, but yeah, like average adults who are learning more about what this is and then thinking to themselves, they're like, Oh man, that really sounds like me. And it's like a, a light bulb that goes off. Yeah. And they're like, I think I'm autistic. I think I have ADHD. Some of them then are able to follow through and get uh, an official diagnosis, but that's also very hard to do. And so many of them are self-diagnosed. Right. Right. And I just I think it, uh, yeah. Real Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, Janet, I know you want to jump in here. Uh, but so we went when I was uh understanding of the whole ADD thing, it went from ADD to ADHD, and now they're both considered the same. What can you tell yes. me why that happened or what, what happened there? Or is, is everyone just, you know, is it is it attention deficit hyper disorder? Everyone's just that way now? You know. The the diagnostics of these conditions change regularly. Another example of that is there used to be Asperger's and autism, and they've taken that and put it all together. And now it's just a, a spectrum of autism. And so I'm not exactly sure why the they when they write the diagnostic yeah. manual for physicians, why they make these decisions. Um and to me, quite honestly, as I kind of said before, like, I don't really care <laughs> because yeah. yeah, you, you've identified that this really resonates with you. Like, let's dive in and see if I have something awesome. to offer you. And yeah, so I, I guess. Sure. I just, I was just curious. The, and I had just heard that the other day. I didn't realize that they had been combined. Um, we happen to be having a conversation yeah. with someone else. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Okay, cool. And then, and then yeah. when you got your interview, I thought, well, I'm just going to ask and see. So, but thanks for that. I appreciate that. Jen, I know you had a question. Yeah. Well, I think it's just interesting going from having a child with ADHD to now he's 21 years old, almost 22, moving into the adult world and working world. And we just had this conversation yesterday, Jeannie. We truly did because he is in culinary school and he had one class that he checked out of and ended up not passing. Um, he didn't flunk it, but he got a D in it. Um, and he, and it's not like him because he's brilliant in the class. He's the number one person in the class when it comes to the cooking part of it. He brought that up to me again and said, mom, you do realize that, you know, we stopped medicating him in junior high because he had a, a lesser case of it. And that's kind of one that I want. The reason why I wanted to bring this up is there's so many levels to this, isn't there? So, cause he said, but I do find that when I'm still in a classroom situation, which he is now as a young adult, I still notice these tendencies that I have that I had when I was in, you know, middle school and high and and junior high, I mean, and uh, elementary school, where it's hard for me to focus, it's hard for me to, and it's the same kind of thing moving into his adult years. So my question to you is twofold. Number one, I know that there are tests, there are diagnostic tests, but there are also behavioral tests that you can have an adult go through. And number two, is this, there is like a wide spectrum of this, right? And what are the skill sets as an adult that you suggest versus, you know, medicating a kid when they're in five, six hours of a classroom every day? You know what I mean? What are the differences? So 
Okay. So to address your first question about getting a diagnosis, that is something if you are interested in that and you want to pursue taking medication or just want some clarity for yourself, then you take that conversation, you know, to your, whoever it is that is your primary physician right. and okay. have that conversation started with them. Um, and then yes, it is a spectrum. And this is where I just think the conversation as far as the workplace environment goes is that we can all identify. And this is where also there's some stigma that comes along, I think, specifically with ADHD and autism in that there are times when we are all struggling to have it together or are forgetful or we live in a distracted world of technology. And so it's easy to just kind of write that off and not give it the credit that it deserves. Um, but someone who's really experiencing that, it feels like there's a lot going on in your brain and mm -hmm. it's very hard to slow it down. And so this is where my coaching program comes in, which is I do a lot of being present, mindfulness, slowing the thoughts down, catching yourself when you're getting carried away and bringing yourself back to the present. And so I call it mindfulness. It's not necessarily a meditation of long periods of sitting, although to learn how to do that is short periods of just practicing paying attention to where you are and what's going on around you. And then how to catch your brain when it's in hyperactive <clears throat> or when it's pulling you in too many directions and coming back to the present and bringing yourself. So with the preventing yourself from distraction or getting getting carried away. So these are things like executive functioning is what we, is a vocabulary word that we use to describe oh, the yeah. self-regulation, the motivation, the reflection and the self-awareness, and then being able to take action so that you can meet deadlines, that you can prioritize, that you can regulate your emotions or, those kinds of things. Does that answer your question? Yes, I think that's excellent. And and these are um, similar uh, kind of techniques that we talked about when he was even in junior high and high school, because he chose not to medicate just because he was on the football team. So, um, but the funny thing that you say is it's true because what he constantly says is I can't get out of my head. I can't yes. get out of my brain. Like my brain won't shut down or my brain won't stop. I can't get out of my head. I'm overthinking. I'm overthinking. So these are terms that typical ADHD people use. I mean, I've dealt with this before with other people and coworkers and such. And, and even in some of my coaching as a communication person, a lot of times an ADHD person, when they're speaking, it's really hard for them to complete and follow through in presentational situations and they bounce around. So what happens is your poor listeners are like, what the heck? Wait, what, you know, <laughs> squirrel. We always say that my husband and I, it's my favorite word is we go squirrel because there's probably, a, you know, a little ADHD in all of us. And this is another thing that I think is fascinating. Jean, do you find that we are more sort of leaning towards an ADHD type of mentality, or I don't know, you know, how soft, it is on the spectrum or all that. But I hear people say all the time, I just think we're all a little ADHD now more than we were 50 years ago. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think, again, going back to the sort of the distracted society that we live in now with all the constant messaging popping up and notifications and dinging, it, it's pulling and, and the opportunity to check email whenever our brain just wants us to. You could just click on the tab and the 
you know, 20 tabs that we have open at a time. So yes, we all can benefit from a lot of this, but what I know and very similar to your son is that the clients who come to me that have decided that they have ADHD, I, I Again, I'm not I'm not a medical physician, so I cannot diagnose anyone, but I have a lot of experience with people who have this going on. And and they're right, they're tuned in. It's just a whole other level mm-hmm. of being able to control that. And like like your son says, they just talk about so much noise going on in their head. And as you said, the thoughts bouncing around from topic to topic, and I'll do the same thing, and my energy gets a really quite high. And then I have to like catch myself and bring myself back down so that I can complete my thought. As I sometimes run into with these interviews too, I get carried away. <laughs> well, you know, and Jen and I are both extroverts anyway. So we oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's jump in real quick. Uh, what's the process for, you know, if someone comes to you, mm-hmm. is there a process where you determine to what level you need to coach them? How do you figure that out? You know I mean? Are they, uh, you know, I'm assuming there's different levels and, and maybe I'm wrong, but maybe you do the same thing with everybody, but give us a little background on that. What I have found is that it takes about six months of intensive work so that we can go at a slow pace because wow. there's a lot to unpack. So clients will come to me because something is interfering with their personal or professional life and they want to tackle that head on. So we will immediately get to work on strategies. So these are evidence-based strategies that we know will work and like teaching them about time blocking. And um, let me just pull up a few here so they don't have to brainstorm them. Um, Monitoring your energy level throughout the day. Uh, You know, how to not impulsively give in to the instant gratification of like taking care of an email so that you can work more deeply and breaking your time into chunks to be able to do that. So we'll, we'll start with those strategies, but it's very easy as we all know from our new year's resolutions to say, (laughs) we're going to do something. And then the hard part is sticking with it and seeing it through day after day, month after month. And as we start to work together, some of my clients who are older also have with them some negative self-image that they're carrying from really struggling in school, maybe earlier in their career. So then we get into some positive uh, emotional intelligence that we'll bring to that, which is trying to let go of the fact that you have always thought maybe that you didn't have it all together, owning how your brain works, being able to advocate to others about that. And then moving forward. So there's a little bit of emotional work that we do there together and then building a mindfulness practice to keep coming back over and over and over again to the techniques that work, fine tuning the ones that don't work and building them so that they work for you. And so it's just sort of this like problem solving, puzzle building, doing it together so that it works for, as we talked about earlier, your brain is somewhere on this spectrum and so let's make sure that it works for you, your life, your your personal goals, your professional goals. And so it takes time. And we just, we kind of just like pull it apart, tease it apart little by little. And how often do you guys meet? Once a week. Once a week. Okay. Is it like an hour, right. an hour and a half, two hours? Like 45 minute sessions. And then depending upon how, you know, deep the emotional needs are, it's then it we can 
go to twice a month, you know, we can kind of taper off into more of a monitoring. But some people who have a little bit more of an emotional regulation kind of thing where they they snap too quickly or respond too quickly with their emotions, that takes a little bit more work. So we continue to to meet um, as needed. And so we I have a six-month program. And then after that, we can decide where we want to go from there as far as continuing our work together monthly, twice a month, weekly, whatever they need. Um, so it's Quickly. very, it's just very individualized. Jeannie, quickly, what, what do you find the differences to be between ADHD and autism as far as, you know, a, a program? I mean, just a, a simple overview, like what do you work on with autistic adults versus ADHD? And are they similar? I mean, there, yeah. there is some overlap in the executive functioning okay. sometimes. And so the ability to, well, okay, now I want to step that back. I just, I don't know that I can really make a statement about that. I, here's what I can say. Some of my clients, the unique thing, the, the unique things that they're working on are managing their energy because sometimes they have too much and sometimes they have too little. Mm -hmm. So that's something that maybe is a little bit different than the neurotypical people that you know. Um, there is a lot of social perspective that comes with someone who has autism. And so understanding social nuances of language and body language and, and things like that. So there's that, which is a little bit more autistic than mm. ADHD. Mm -hmm. And then just like, yeah, it's just so individualized, which is what I love about it. It's yeah. each, each brain is so unique. What mm -hmm. the strengths that they bring and the, their gifts and what they're passionate about and then what they struggle with, it's all very unique. And so it, that's why work through it piece by piece, mm -hmm. little by little together. I love that. I think it's so great. And so as you've been doing this, uh, what's probably one of the most rewarding things that has happened for you? That's a good question. You know, yeah. <laughs> when I was teaching high school students, it was, and maybe um, Jana, your son can relate to this. It was a little bit, and you, yes. as a parent. It's, it's very much survival. Like, let's just get mm -hmm. through this. This has been so, you've worked so hard. It's just been exhausting, this whole educational experience. And it's just survival. Like, let's just get through this so that you can move on to the next phase of your life. Mm -hmm. And working with adults is so amazing because they already, they know where they're going. They know what they want. They can describe to you better what's going on in their brains. And it's not about survival. It's about like, let's get moving forward. And so when I see the progress, when I see the ahas, yeah when they're building strategies that work very specific to them, it's very rewarding. I love it. I love it when it, it connects, it resonates and they can see, they can see a path forward. I think that's great. You know, it's funny. You, you said, you know, and then the, the, the famous line that Jan and I always get, and then COVID hit, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then everything, everything changed. Right? Yeah. Um, but man, what, what a transformation for you. Mm -hmm. to be able to to just look in the mirror and kind of say, here's what I really want to do. And it's obvious you're passionate about what you're doing um, and you're changing lives. I think that's amazing. So kudos to you for Well, that. yes. And 
this is what's so cool, Jeannie. Like, I don't know any, Jeff and I work with a lot of coaches and we're both coaches. I don't know anybody that's like an, an adult ADHD and autism coach. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, that's rocks to me because I honestly, I think there is so I see it so much in not only my coaching, but my, you know, my other sales and, and business development gig and teaching people, you know, singing and acting. I mean, it's in, it's everywhere to me. I see it in my son's friends, you know, that are all in their early twenties now. I just feel like this is a really necessary uh, coaching opportunity for people or skill set that you have, especially because you have worked in the educational system with younger people. So you know what the issues are as young, as young, Sters, you know, and then how they move into adulthood still with these issues and having to deal with yes. it in their professional lives and their personal lives as adults. So I really, yeah, I commend you. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, I didn't know this was a thing either. And <laughs> then I was just so fortunate to, to be researching and stumbling across this growing wave of people. And I thought maybe mm-hmm. I have something to contribute. And uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it. I feel really grateful. That's great. So, so what's one of your biggest challenges that you're dealing with as you're trying to do this coaching? And, and maybe it's not an individual, maybe it's a business challenge. What, you know, what's, what's your biggest challenge though, as you're going down the road here? So my biggest challenge is a business challenge. This, yeah. I am I'm, I'm a teacher. I don't know <laughs> anything about running a business. And so I hired my own coaches to help me learn how to run a business, do the marketing, um, because that's it. Maybe just as you said, this is new. Not a lot of people know that this is an option for them to take advantage of. And so for me to learn how to speak clearly about the work that I do and to learn how to network with people, Mm -hmm. um, you know, here's a... Here's one that I'll tell you. It's a little personal, which is when I started, I mean, I'm I'm a teacher. You don't need to have a LinkedIn profile to be a teacher. And so I'm starting <laughs> oh, yeah. from zero yes. on LinkedIn. And what an amazing experience that's been to learn how to network with people and connect with people and to be very humble in the fact that others have thousands of followers and I have now 200, <laughs> you know? So things like that for me are... But it's fun. I love it. I love to learn. I love to try new things. And so, you know, I'm really enjoying. I, I look at if I had continued in education, I would at this point, I would be counting down years to retirement, <laughs> which is cool. And it, you know, that'll be great for some people. But for me, I'm excited about the second half of my career. So this yeah, is like great. really, really fun. Yeah. Well, you know, Mark Twain has that famous quote that says, Find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. That's right. Right. So, you know, that's that's what we always yeah. try to do. And I always tell the story of um, you're never too old. There is they had a, a writing contest in uh, and I don't even know what the organization was. It was a publisher, a big publisher that was going to offer to produce somebody's book. And they had a writing contest and an 80 year old woman won it out of thousands and thousands and thousands of submissions. She was 80. She said, I always wanted to be an author. I always want to write a book. She wrote a book. She won over you know tens of thousands of people. And she got her book published. She was 80. I love that. Yeah, right? so cool. That so cool. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of of books, is that something that's? Uh, I'm just gonna throw that out there. Something you're thinking about at all because of what you do? I mean, you know, it could be a really interesting insight. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. I don't love writing. So it would definitely be, um, I think it's an incredibly big challenge. And so I think that once, you know, this business is really going full scale, then, and I can, you know, maybe take a step back on the marketing aspect and things like that would be really fun to write a book. So maybe we'll look at year three or five for that. Mm -hmm. All right, good. But yeah, I'm always up for a challenge. Yeah, well, I see. I was it, when I was looking at your um, your LinkedIn. I see you're connected with Larissa Sohn, and she was just on our show. Um, yeah. So next yeah. next page publishing. So uh, yeah, she she's the one you want to reach out to. So yes, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, she's great. Yeah, um, I, I was recently uh, on her podcast as well. So that's it's always fun to to be able to do that. And um, I'm hopefully coming out with my book here in mid June. So. We're excited about that. So we'll, we'll see. And I got one. I got one out there. Yeah. Jana's got one out there already. Yeah. She's, yeah. Uh, Congratulations yeah. to both of you. Okay. So I have some experts to come back to when I'm ready. <laughs> you you do. And you know what? It's just, it's just like you said, time blocks. Jeannie, just make little time blocks. Yeah. Cause I, none of us like to sit down and write a book unless we love to write, you know, these big fiction novels or whatever, but it's interesting, especially people as people that are ADHD or that are extroverts or that, you know, yeah. They like to be moving all the time. It's a, it's a little bit of a challenge, but it's worth it. Yeah. Cool. So Jeannie, what's uh, what's uh, before we let you go, what's the goal here for the next year? Where, where do you want to be? Uh, my goal is to continue. Um, yeah. Continue coaching, reach as many clients as possible. I am creating, always creating new programs Great. for my clients. And so I Great. love that. And so even I'm, you know, putting, I have put together a new program in the last couple of weeks, and then I'm looking at a new program for the fall. And so I'm really excited about that. That's great. And then um, I really am hoping to work more with businesses and organizations to be a consultant, to help them better understand how to, you know, empower their employees who have ADHD and autism with some, yeah, yeah, some pretty simple, um, just new ways of looking at things, thinking about things, presenting things. It doesn't have to be complicated, but it's, it's new to them to understand Mm -hmm. how the neurodivergent brain works. And so I'm really hoping to continue to expand that that aspect of my business. Big word, Jeannie, the neurodivergent brain. I'm writing that down. (laughs) I love it. I'm using that at my next cocktail party, you guys. That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) Hey, uh, Jeannie, thank you for being with us today. If people want to get a hold of you, how can they do that? Um, You can find me on my website, genielove.coach, G-E-N-I-E-L-O-V-E.coach. If you would like to have a conversation with me about coaching or about your business and organization, you can schedule a, a, a consultation from my website. Great. And I'm happy to talk to anyone and everyone. I and always looking for new uh, connections on LinkedIn, as I mentioned <laughs> earlier. So you can find me there as well. That's great. That's great. great. Hey, Jeannie, again, thanks for being on the on the show today. We we're excited. This was a fascinating. And you can tell Jen and I both jumped in and kind of bombarded you there. Sorry, but you yeah. know, it's, a topic <laughs> it's like, wow, this is very, very interesting to us. So mm-hmm. thank you for hanging with us in the beginning there before you got to actually open up a little more. <laughs> But uh, overall, thanks for being on. Um, We always love to have new guests, new um, coaching um, facilities and and different ways that people can help. 
And you're one of those. So thanks for doing that. To all our listeners, thank you guys so much. As always, we love your feedback. Continue to send it. Jan and I, uh, one of these times we're going to do the uh, the mailbag and we're just going to start answering questions that we get in as they come in. But until then, uh, keep sending those questions in and we'll, we'll individually answer them. Uh, until the next time that we talk, just stay safe and be healthy.